Lord Church, say it with conviction. This is God's word. Not Pastor Redman's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. It's life. It's health. It's faith to our lives. As I step back, I thank you for the Spirit of God that He's here to minister to every heart, to every life, to every family, and to this church as a whole. And I pray that signs, miracles, and wonders will begin to manifest in our lives as a result of us hearing this word, receiving this word, believing this word, and then activating it in our lives. And we receive that now in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Last week I started a new series entitled Beyond Blessed. Everybody say Beyond Blessed. I believe it is the undeniable will of God for his children to live a life that is beyond blessed. Now, I said on last week that the problem that I believe with most believers is that we pray and we desire to be blessed instead of seeking God so that we can be a blessing. And lots of times, if we desire to be a blessing, a lot of times we're not in financial position or in other ways, uh, we're not really in position to be that blessing because we haven't managed what God has given us well. Amen. And so in case you've forgotten, uh, God owns everything and we're just stewards. So just look at your neighbor and say, God owns everything and you're just a steward. Psalm 89:11 in the New King James Version says, The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours, the world and all of its fullness. You have founded them. And I believe, and I said this on last week, I believe the gap between being blessed and being a blessing is being a good steward. I'm going to say that again. I believe the gap, everybody say the gap. The gap between being blessed. How many want to be blessed? Let me see your hand. The gap between being blessed and then being a blessing. How many want to be a blessing? Amen. The gap between those two things happening is us being good stewards. Amen. And so the whole purpose of our series is to help you and I see how important it is to properly manage what God has given us so that he can entrust us with more so that we can be a blessing. And for those of you who are new or who are visiting us for the very first time, uh, every time I do a series that relates to giving money or stewardship, I always give a disclaimer. So you may be here and uh, this is your first time. Uh, Don't be frightened, but uh, Pastor Evan takes 
10% of the year, every year, and I teach on either one of those three areas or all three of them together. That's stewardship, that's giving, and that's money. And so the reason I do that is because the only way that you and I are going to have faith for those things or faith to do these things is if we hear the word consistently. Faith, watch this, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is like food. Once you eat it, it has been used up and you have to replace it again. You cannot just remember what you heard for faith to come. Just like you can't remember how food tasted and it fills you up. Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word. Say every word. Every word that comes comes out or proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so I I teach on this regularly, at least once a year. Number one, for you to have faith for. And then number two, statistics show that the average relationship, uh, if it struggles, one of the main things that it struggles or areas is due to money issues. So I will be negligent as a pastor if I didn't at least talk about it. So if you're taking notes today, our message title is The Secret to Successful Stewardship. The key to successful stewardship. And if you have your Bibles, find 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 4, 2. And then we're going to go over to Luke chapter 12, verse 42. I hope I can get through what I want to teach this morning. This is a very, uh, not only sensitive subject, but it's a very important subject. Because uh, in order for us to go to new levels in life, And it doesn't matter what area that is. If you want to go to the next level in your business, if you want to go to the next level in your relationship, if you want to go to the next level in your finances, then you and I have to make sure we're properly stewarding or managing the the position that we're in now. And so let's do this. The word steward is used throughout the Bible. So if you just type in steward, you'll find several verses in the Bible. But 1 Corinthians chapter 4, this word steward is use and so we're going to use it as the background or the back backdrop for uh, our lesson this morning so it says this in the king james version moreover it is required everybody say it's a requirement it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful now when you define that word steward Because I want us to all be on the same page. When you define it in the dictionary, it means a person who manages another person's property or financial affairs. So we're talking about a steward. That's someone who manages someone else's property or someone else's money. Now, how many know you and I, we may have money, but it's not our money. No, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Now, what I want to do, because I I think the impact of this verse can be felt a little better uh, if I rearrange the wording in this verse. So I'm not rearranging it to change the meaning. I'm rearranging it to emphasize what it actually means. So I'm taking the same words and I'm just kind of rearranging them. And so this is what that verse would sound like uh, being rearranged. Moreover, it is a requirement of stewards... That a man is found being faithful. A man is found being faithful. And so I'm going to show, tell you right up, uh, right up at the front that this is the secret to being a successful steward. And that is always being found being faithful. 
The reason there are people who have dry seasons financially in their lives is for either one or two reasons. Either One of the reasons is maybe you stopped sowing seed in your previous season. Okay? Because that can happen. I mean, think about it. If a farmer went out to, to sow some, uh, to, to get a harvest on some seed, he wouldn't be a smart farmer if he was looking in places he never sowed. Okay, so sometimes we run into financial uh, dry seasons because we haven't been sowing. But I think a lot of times we run into financial dry seasons because somewhere we mis- mismanaged some money that we're supposed to have that we don't have right now. Come on now. You're calling mama to get some light money, light bill money, but you wore it, you wearing your light bill money. It's that dress you saw on sale. But I'm not going down that road today. Okay. So, moreover, it is a requirement of stewards that a man is being found faithful. And let's go to Luke chapter 12. Because this, this, this success key about being found, being faithful, is actually a principle in stewardship. In Luke chapter 12, I'm looking at verse 42. It says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? Who is this faithful person, a steward who is managing someone else's property and someone else's financial affairs? Watch this. Whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. Watch verse 43. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, watch this, when he comes... Read it with me. Shall find so doing. Notice now that this person is blessed because his his Lord or his manager or his boss finds him doing. And you may be asking the question, what is so significant about being faithful? Well, listen, it is the faithful steward who God will bless and give more to so they can continue to rule over more. If you'll notice here, he said, who is that faithful servant whom God or his Lord will give him more? Now, let's reread verse 43 and 44, because I'm going to put something else in there. It says, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find him doing. Here's my question. Doing what? Being faithful over his Lord's stuff. So that's what he's busy doing. He's not busy doing his own thing or her own thing. He's busy doing or being faithful over his Lord's stuff. Let me say it this way. The end result of properly managing God's property, property, watch this, is increase. Notice here, he said to the servant, that when that servant was found doing, his Lord would make him ruler over all of what he has. So here's the question. How do you and I successfully manage what God has given us? Because... If you don't watch it, you'll develop the attitude like it's yours. And if, you, if it's yours, then you do it your way. But, but if it's God's, we'll do it his way. And so I'm going to give you two secrets. I may get to three, but let me give you two secrets on how to manage or steward uh, God's finances or resources successfully. Here's the first one, and that is to be accountable. Everybody say be accountable. Now, in Luke chapter 16, let's go to Luke 16. And I want to look in verse 1. It says, and he said unto his disciples, there was a rich man, a certain rich man 
who had a steward. What does that word steward means? A person who manages someone else's property and finances. So I want you to see something here because this is key. Notice Jesus is saying there was a rich man who had a steward. So listen to this now. This is just, I'm going to give you this one for free. Stewardship doesn't end once you reach a certain financial status. See, some people feel like, okay, if I get a lot of money, I won't have to have a budget. Well, if you do get a lot of money and you don't have a budget, you will not have a lot of money long. If you notice, the rich man had a steward. So stewardship doesn't end once you reach the rich level or the, the wealthy status level. Notice it says, the same came and accused him that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said, watch this, how is it that I hear this of you? Here's the, here's the first point. Give a what class? Come on class. Give an account of your stewardship. Because if not, you won't be a steward longer or long. So the first secret to being a successful steward is to be accountable. Everybody say accountable. Notice this rich man came to his steward and said, listen, give me an account of your stewardship. And so there are four areas that I want to show you that you and I need to be accountable in to be a good steward. And here's why I'm going through this. Because some of us, we have flunked this financial class Too many times. It's time to graduate. You have been at $30,000 long enough. You've circled that mountain long enough. You've applied for all these jobs long enough and you're not getting them. Maybe it's because you have not been stewarding well the last job or the job that you're on. Amen. So here are the four areas you and I need to be accountable. It's being accountable spiritually. Everybody say spiritually. And uh, being spiritually accountable is starting the stewardship process out with the understanding that God owns everything. Now, the New King James Version, if you read First Chronicles 29, which is what we read for the offering, if you keep reading it, in verse 10 it says, Therefore David said, Bless the Lord before all the assembly, David said. Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Watch this now. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is whose? It's yours, Lord. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Both, watch this, riches and honor come where? They come from you, God, and you reign over all. Your hand is power and might. In your hand is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise you, your glorious name. But who am I? Watch what he says. And who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things, say all things, all things come from you and of your own We have given to you. He said, listen, even what I'm giving you, God, it belongs to you. And if you and I are going to be next level stewards in our lives, guess what? We're going to have to first get to the point that we are accountable spiritually. Because if not, if it doesn't start, if it starts with God, you have more to get. If it starts with you, you will have less to use. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what happens? 
All these things will be what? Added. So a seeking first life brings addition to my life. So the first one is spiritually. Here's a second area we want to be accountable, and that is financially. Everybody say financially. Financially. And being financially accountable is starting the stewardship process with the understanding that returning the first 10% of all my increase and the giving of offerings, which we talked about last week, to God's house, watch this, is the first step toward proper stewardship. Now, let me throw this out here just for a second. Tithing and giving offering does not guarantee good stewardship, but it does guarantee the proper start to good stewardship. I'm going to say that again. Tithing and giving offering does not guarantee good stewardship, but it does guarantee the proper start to good stewardship. See, some believers think just because I gave God, I tithe and I give offering, they think that that qualifies them as a good steward. No, because you can waste the rest of that money. So if you waste the rest of that money, just because you gave God, he is on the front end, does not qualify you as a good steward. And so I want you to understand that giving tithe and offering, it, it, it does not guarantee that you're going to be a good steward. But what it does do, it guarantees that you are properly starting that process out. So we want to be accountable financially. And that's just starting with God. Here's number three. We want to be uh, accountable systematically. Everybody say systematically. And being systematically accountable is when I understand that good stewardship is only obtained when I utilize a system that's going to help me track and manage every dollar that is spent. I'm going to say this again. And I'm going to tell you why I'm, I'm dealing with this area. Because I believe that God will promote you based on your previous activity and, and, and your previous commitment to him i do believe that i believe that god will elevate us and he will promote us based on our on our previous uh uh how does netflix say it your previous usage god doesn't look at our future to determine our promotion he also looks at our previous activities to determine that because if i have not been faithful over little i will not be faithful over much and uh Unfortunately, lots of pastors will, their churches or their ministries will never grow to its potential because they're not managing well what they do have. If I can't manage 10 people well, why would God give me 20? Amen. If I'm not managing $1,000 well, why would God give me a million? And so this key right here that I'm telling you is providing or coming up with a system that will help me be accountable. That is the part that helps me track every dollar. And that's why Pastor Evan is able to do a business review because I know where every dollar is going. And see, here's the thing. You get to a point when when a church or a business gets to a certain size, you can't do everything. So now I'm about to give you, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm, I'm about to give you a, a, a principle that you can run your business by. Some things you can take your, your hands off of, but you can't take your eyes off of. See, I don't have my hands on the money here, but I got my eyes on it. Look at your neighbor and say, he got his eyes on it. Here's why I got my eyes on it, because at the end of the day, God's going to hold me accountable. 
And so some of you, even if you have your budgets at home, my question is, do you have your eyes on whoever is managing the money? Amen. Let's go to Luke 16. I'm not, I see right now, I'm going to have to plow through the rest of this. Go, go to Luke chapter 16. Go to Luke 16. Go to Luke 16. Jesus said in verse 11, And he said unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man who had a steward, and the same accused him of wasting his goods. Notice a good steward is not one who wastes. He called him and said, How is it that I hear of you? Give an account. Everybody say give an account. Give an account. Verse 10 says, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in the much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in the much. Let me put that in today's terms. If you don't do right with the little, you ain't going to do right with the much. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous money, who will commit to your trust true riches? Now listen, don't confuse good budgeting with being a good steward because they're not the same. Did you hear what I said? Don't confuse good budgeting with being a good steward because you can be a good budgeter and not even be saved. So I'm not just talking about bean counting. A good steward cannot be mixed up. Watch this. Because you can be a good budgeter and not be a good steward. But you cannot be a good steward without being a good budgeter. You say, well, Pat, okay, break it down. So here's the deal. Let's say you are a great budgeter. But if you don't give God he is off the top, then you are a great budgeter, but you're not a good steward. Because a good steward starts out, watch this, with spiritual accountability. Spiritual accountability says, first of all, I have to understand everything belongs to God. And then I have to be financially accountable. And what's that second step? Well, guess what? Not only does everything belong to God, I'm going to return back to God what belongs to him. And so you can be a great budgeter and not even have your 10% in your offering at the top. Well, guess what? You are a good budgeter but not a good steward. But here's the thing. You can't be a good steward, though, without being a good budgeter. So you and I must learn to manage 30000 a year before we can manage $100,000 a year. And this is why some people never get a raise. See, I want to help you. If you've been stuck financially on your job, and you've been at that same money level, I don't care what it is. Let's say you're at 100 and you're trying to break that, you know, to 110 Right? Well, my question to you is, can you sit down and show God where every dime is going? Now, your check card can probably show God that. But how many know your check card transactions don't always line up with your budget? Amen. Listen, we have a budget around here. Sound like color purple, huh? Wees have a budget around here, right? And there are some people, God is waiting on you to not just have a budget, but to activate it. Some of y'all don't know that you're your own hindrance to your next level. Do you think God would have given Word of Truth Family Church 2,000 plus people who actively attend at one time or the other, right? Why would, 
why would God do that if Pastor Evan couldn't be faithful over the first hundred he gave me? Look at your neighbor and say, ain't going to happen. Well, maybe that's why you don't have that raise. You don't even know where all your money is going right now. Amen. Okay, so we want to be accountable. What was the first one? Spiritually, what was number two? Financially, what was number three? Systematically. And listen, there are too many systems out there. Go get you a check card. Go get you a debit card. Go get you a prepaid card. American Express, I think they got one where you can get like four or five of them. Or just use cash. That's back in the day. That's old school, though. Just put, look, get you an envelope that has gas. You put your gas money in there. Put the gas money in there. You ain't got, look, that'll keep you from now going over budget, buying all those snicker bars when you go in there. Come on now, y'all know they be tempting us when you're going up in there. And they got it all up there at the front. Got the mints up there. They know your breath is bad, so put the mints up there. But if you got the cash in your envelope, you are training your brain that we're going to stay within the budget. You say, well, Pastor, I don't want, that's such a restricted life, Pastor. God wants us to have abundance. He wants us to have exceeding and abundantly above all that I could ask or think. So God doesn't want me to live that way. Well, you might have to live that way until, listen, until you reach the next level. Here's here's the last one. You got to be accountable physically. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Being physically accountable financially is when you and I use wisdom when making purchases. And then after we make purchases that, watch this, that were approved by Mr. Budget. Okay, because there is a person in the house called Mr. Budget. Maybe, maybe you're a lady. Mrs. Budget, is that better? Well, does your spending reflect... The approval of Mr. or Mrs. Budget. Because if, if it doesn't, then you're not being accountable. Watch this. With not only your purchases, but here's where a lot of people lose stewardship. After you make the purchase, my question is, how are you showing care with what you got? But when you got that new car, and I know it wasn't brand new, but it was new to you. Man, you had that car, it was always clean. It was always clean on the inside. And, and now, seven, eight months later, we could start a restaurant in your car. We got McDonald's french fries. We got Wendy wrappers. We got, you know, quick trip, uh, you know, uh, drinks in there. How are you taking, okay, don't think God ain't looking at that. Oh, so you don't think he's looking at it? I promise you he's looking at it. If I can't take care of my hoopty, why would he give me a better car? I used to have this back in the day. Everybody say back in the day. No, I'm not going to tell you my story. So, the, so let, me, let me just, no, there was this guy named Willie that I went to school with. Y'all, some of y'all know the story about Willie. But when I was in college, Willie was one of my Christian brothers, you know. And so Willie, uh, 
You know, I used to dress nice even back in the day, you know, even if I had to get it from like Goodwill or, or man, I, look, I go up in the Goodwill or the thrift shop. I come out of there clean. They didn't know how I was getting this stuff. Man, I was clean. So, you know, Willie came to me one day. He was like, Evan, man, I noticed you got a lot of clothes. Cause I did have a lot of clothes. I had a lot of clothes. He's like, you know, I want God to bless me with some clothes like that. I said, really? I say, Willie, follow me. Let's go to your room. So I, I, I took Willie to his room. I said, come on, Willie. Which, which, come on. He took me in his room. I didn't even have to ask Willie which one was his closet. Because first of all, I could smell which one his closet. Because Willie was always funky. Two words, funky. Funky. Okay, you don't like that word? Stinky. Is that better? <laughs> Willie. Willie. Smelled terrible. And we Christians, we didn't want to hurt his feelings. Nobody would say nothing to Willie. But I loved it, Willie. God started using my straightforward personality long back then. He knew I was going to be a pastor telling y'all straight. But I, I, so I said, Willie, I said, first of all, so we opened up his closet. Willie had clothes. You know, we got, you know, you supposed to, you got a pole in there for, for the purpose of hanging up clothes. Willie had clothes laid over the pole, not even on the hanger, laid over the pole. He had some over the door and then it was stinky and then he had shoes and he just had stuff everywhere. It was nothing was in order. I said, Willie, 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 Willie. Really, Willie? Really? Willie, God ain't gonna give you no more clothes, Willie. Because you gonna do them like this. I said, Willie, the moment you start washing these clothes, Willie. Wash them, Willie. Come to me, I'll give you some quarters, but you got to wash them. Wash them. Iron them, Willie. Iron them. Iron. See some of y'all right now? Y'all need an iron. It's the style. It ain't your style, though. I'm out of time. Finally, Willie straightened his act up. He straightened his act up. Because I'd go and check in on him. See, that's that accountability. Let me come, Willie. I wouldn't tell him when I was coming. Let me see, Willie. Let me see. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Straighten that out, Willie. Straighten that out. Oh, I see him. And I said, Willie, you wore that shirt yesterday. <laughs> no, Willie. He straightened his act out. God began to pour out blessings out of the window that he could not contain. Clothes started coming from the left, the right, the north, and the south. Why? Because he was faithful over what he had. My question to you today is, are you being faithful with what you have? So with every head bowed, because I didn't get through my whole lesson. So listen to the second service message too. Because it will be a continuation of this one. With every head bowed. There are some people who need to make a decision today. This is a decision action point. Here's my question. What decision about stewardship do you need to make today? Do you have a budget?
Maybe you need to decide to not only have one, but to figure out how to activate it. There are too many tools on the Internet for you to not be able to know how to do that. Maybe your decision today is, you know what? I'm going to do it God's way. Maybe your decision today is to take care of what you have. Maybe your decision today is to stay within your budget. You're purchasing things that that are not lining up and so you're ending up short every single month. And it's not because you don't make enough money. It's because you're buying things that are not within the framework of the money that you do make. I don't know what decision you need to make today, but I believe if you'll make it right here, God will honor your decision. Father, in Jesus' name, the word has gone forth. Thank you for seeds being planted in everybody's life. That when we leave this place, we'll know that the key to our success or the key to, Father, the next level, the key to more money is just managing well what we already have. And so I thank you that this church will be known as good money managers. This church will be known where the members take care of everything. They take care of their homes. They take care of their cars. They take care of their children. They take care of their spouses. They take, they take care of business when they go to work. They're not idle when they get to work. They don't waste breaks, Father. They're not overusers of lunchtime. God, they, they, they're good managers of what you've blessed them with. And I thank you for increase coming into their lives in Jesus' name. With every head still bowed, if you die today, are you, are you 100% sure you go to heaven? Because if you're not, I want to pray for you. Maybe you're here today. You say, Pastor Evan, I'm saved. If I die today, I know I'd go to heaven.